Hello, everyone, and welcome to Local Matter Sports. This is your host, Sam Brooks, and I got Barrett Steakley back in the studio today. Barrett's been a guest uh, several times. We mainly talk about golf when you come in, but we're going to get into a couple other things today. But welcome back to the show, Barrett. Hey, thank you for having me. How's life, my man? Busy. <laughs> uh, busy. Um, work. Sports. Um, so, yeah, we're uh, we're making it, but... But the Steakley household is really busy right now. Work, kids. Kids. And, that you know, that gets more and more work as, right. as time goes on. And you're just getting started. Your your two children are how old now? I got Jovi, who is eight, and Bram, who is six. And so um, we are now transitioning into um, travel ball. Yep. So um, we're in travel soccer and travel baseball with Bram. So... Um, we have that new development in our life. Um, Jovi's still in cheerleading. So, um, yeah, so we're, we're full steam ahead. Um, but we're having fun. So, so Jovi and Bram. Jovi and Bram. Not typical names. No. Nope. I'd say neither is Barrett. No. So t- tell me about the name choices. Well, I mean, it was probably a couple of days before Jovi was actually named. Um, I can remember <laughs> being in the hospital and we had a whiteboard, you know, kind of on the back of the door. <laughs> And there was a bunch of names on it, and um, we kind of had some names picked out. But literally, I think I remember, and Caitlin would have to always correct me on this, but I remember, I remember the nurses coming in, being like, "All right, you got to name your child." <laughs> um, so, Jovi, uh, when Jovi just it was just Jovi. Jovi was just fitting, um, and it still is fitting. Um, and then Bram, we wanted one syllable, just quick. Um, Caitlin sent me a list of like one syllable names and I sent back, I like this one. And she was like, well, that was my pick. So wow. Bram was pretty easy. So I got to have the spelling. Jovi is ha- what? J-O-V-I-E. I missed it by the I-E. Yep. And Bram? B-R-A-M. I missed that one too. See, that's going to be tough for teachers. Along <laughs> right, right. But once they get it, they got it because it's easy. Um, yeah. So tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, Life before this, you were married, of course, and life was about your wife and happy wife, happy life. Correct. And now you throw the kids in there. How how's that changed everything? You know, yeah. I mean, as well, I'm generally on your show, um, we're talking about golf, and obviously, <laughs> life was was golf. And when Caitlin and I were first married, it was golf, and then we transitioned into kids, and and. You know, you have some downtime when they're small and you're not really into sports, but as soon as they were old enough to kind of start team sports, um, we threw them in it. Um, Jovi never was really crazy about it. Um, she loved cheerleading and dancing and things like that, so she kind of stuck with that. But Bram is Bram's pretty athletic, and so Bram is uh, – I think he would probably play any sport if I'd let him. So Yeah, maybe, maybe later you can do that. You, right. You almost got to – Kind of be careful with that nowadays because there's there's so much involvement and so much they can do in in each sport even in the off season now there really is no off season actually but um, that'll be interesting. Everybody always told me, including your dad. You know, we go back to the story. I, I guess I met you when you were twelve or younger at White Plains and you played golf with the big boys. Right. You know, out there every every Saturday morning. Right. I remember. I miss that actually. Yeah, I do too. But uh, a lot of fun there. But uh, now. You know, you're in that situation where I, I see you out there with your dad playing, and now your kids are out there with you uh, sometimes when you come out. So it's kind of a, 
a full circle type of deal and all that you've learned from your dad and what you, you guys have done. You've got a great relationship. You play golf together all the time. So I know you want to create that with your kids and, and you've had a probably a pretty good model to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, dad and I still play all the time. We try to take Bram out now. I mean, golf's not necessarily his thing just yet, but he does like to go play and he'll play for, I don't know, four or five holes and then, He'll want to do something else, and, you know, that's okay. Um, you know, when when he was born and we knew we were having a baby boy, you know, Caitlin, I can just remember telling me, you're not pushing sports on him, you're not pushing sports on him. So I kind of took a back seat with it, and I said, okay, um, you know, I won't do that. But I didn't really have to. He just loves it. So um, that makes me makes me happy. Well, I think you don't have to push it. You know, I learned the other way, uh, being a coach and – you know, being around some parents that really pushed it way too much and, and the, smothered the kid and wasn't allowed to have fun and kind of pushed him out. Some really, really good athletes that I grew up with were, were kind of pushed out. I could I could name names, but I don't want to, that, that I thought really had a future, you know, and, and just ended up hating it because it was kind of stressed and pushed a little bit too much. So I appreciate that you're doing that. And even with my own son, Will, you know, I basically told him when he was growing up, you play whatever you want to play, but if you're going to play, you're going to play, right. and you're going to finish, and you're not going to quit, and things like that. And other than that, you know, I tried to stay out of it. And it, it seems like it's worked out pretty good for him as, as far as what he played in sports early. And I think you're on the right track there. I, I, I think really smothering them and pushing them too much is, is can be devastating. Right. Yeah. Um, the transition into sports these days from where – I'll even go back to where Will was and from where you and I were when, you know, it was a season and then it was done. The transition now is sports are year-round. Um, that's very difficult if you have an athlete in your family who wants to play multiple sports. Um, Bram six, you know, we're playing soccer, we're playing baseball. Um, it's hard to come at a six-year-old and be like, hey, you got to choose a sport. Um, yeah, yeah. We're having a difficult time with that, and I think Putnam County's struggling with that a little bit. Um, you're telling kids to focus on one sport instead of being athletes. Um, and I think I think we should take a step back in the athletic world and, and let these kids play instead of just focusing on one sport. We're talking to Barrett Steakley, the uh, co-owner, I guess you would say, of uh, Middle Tennessee Athletics, MTA, if you will. And Barrett, I, I think you're right. I think from my point of view, you know, having a recruiting business on the side and, and working with kids from different places. And I, I don't think it's just a Putnam County problem. I think it's a, a matter of fact, I know it's a problem basically everywhere, unless you talk about a, a much smaller community that doesn't have a lot of those outward forces pushing in or, pu- you know, pulling on those players, those, those uh, student athletes. And, you know, when I talk to coaches, I've had several of them in here and, and talk to them about, uh, playing ball and what they like, and uh, almost every one of them uh, that's on the college level has said they they would rather have a student play in multiple sports because football is different than basketball, football is different than golf, uh, and even baseball, and you use different muscles for different things uh, in, in all of those. And you you played mostly all of those, and you know that to be the truth. And, and then just the the opportunity to change your mental pathway from one sport to another and meet new different friends. There's so much to gain from being able to do that. And I think you're right. I think we've gotten to a place to where it's very specialized now. And, uh, you know, they're getting pushed and pulled in, in different ways at an early age. And, 
you know, uh, a lot of reports are coming out now and research that, like in women's basketball, they, they play so much, they're on that hard floor so much, they're starting to see knee injuries really increase uh, among women's basketball players. So there could be some ill effects to that. But, you know, I, I, I like you back in the day when you could play three sports in high school and, you know, at the smaller schools like Monterey and, you know, Clark Range and even Livingston Academies to some extent in Upperman and, you know, they, they have to use those athletes because if they don't play multiple sports, you may not have a team. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, I remember being in college, which I played two sports in college, but I mean, you don't really hear of, you know, two, two way guys anymore. Um, it's all focused on one sport. Um, the temperament is different. Like you said, the mental aspect of the games and, you know, golf helped me because I was by myself, um, mentally got to be strong. Um, but then, you know, you go back to the baseball and you're, it's team focused. Um, you got to be able to transition there. Um, it's, it's interesting in you sports right now. Um, I'm not crazy about it, but it, you know, it is what it is. It's the way it is. Um, but I'm not crazy about it. Like I said, I would rather have a bunch of athletes than just one kid playing one sport, but it's just kind of the way the world's turned right now. Like I said, we're playing travel baseball and travel soccer, and both of them are year-round, essentially. Um, there is no downtime. Um, and 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 my thing is, kids got to be a kid. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we're, we're losing a little of that um, because we're pushing sports. And, I mean, I'm as big athlete as will ever walk through that door, love sports, love watch sports, you know, eat, breathe, and sleep them, essentially. Um, but I, I've, I've struggled with that dynamic of it. Um, I wouldn't say it's frustrating. It's just interesting um, that sports have kind of have made that transition, even at this young age. Um, I can remember getting into travel sports about 10 years old um, and starting there. And, I mean, people say, what's, you know, 10, 6? But, you know, kids got to be kids. Um, you talk you talk about the dynamic of in college, and I touched on this a little bit the last time you were here, but you had the ability and you, you played a little baseball and you played golf while you were in college, and that, and that is two very, very different sports. Um, but even to play two sports in college, you know, you, you see Dion, you know, he did it when he, he played. Uh, Bo Jackson did it at the pro level, which is absolutely incredible, and that's why there's not too many people doing that. But even in college, that had to be hard to be able to put the time into golf. And, you know, golf's a pretty much a year-round sport now, too. And you throw baseball in there, it had to be real hard to do that. It was. Um, we made it work. Um, I can remember having the conversations with both coaches. But, um, you know, we didn't make it work. Um, you try to keep up with one sport and keep sharp in another sport. Um, yeah. Luckily, when I went to play baseball – um, they put me as a pitcher. Um, so left-handed pitcher. Yeah. yeah so, um, it kind of worked out. I still got to play quite a bit of golf. Um, but then ended up just making a transition to golf, um, after it was all done anyway. So, yeah, that had to be tough. And, you know, you're getting into a new arena you've gotten into a new arena now. And, uh, man, I can't wait to, to get into that and break that down with you, but we're going to take a quick break. We got Barrett Steakley in the studio, owner of Middle Tennessee Athletics, MTA. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back.
What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matter Sports. This is your host, Sam Brooks, talking to Barrett Steakley, um, owner, co-owner, Middle Tennessee Athletics, MTA. New gym, I would say, here in Putnam County and really in the Upper Cumberland area. And Let's talk a little bit about the, the focus of what you're doing. But first, Barrett, how in the world did, did you guys, you and your lovely wife, Caitlin, how did you guys get into this? That's a good story. Um, we probably need longer than the time we're here. Um, but, you know, just really like a, the first part of the segment here, like talking about youth sports and seeing how youth sports are run and how it's going. And so for a couple of years, I've been praying for, for, you know, God to take me and people to where we could change youth sports. Um I kept seeing bad coaching experiences alter kids' mindsets, you know, to where they wanted to continue, whether they didn't want to continue. And you're talking about really good athletes, a lot of kids with a lot of upside. But by bad coaching experience, you know, they chose not to participate. They chose to, you know, do something else. And as an athlete myself, that really just kind of hit home with me. So for a couple of years, I've just been praying for for the Lord to change the way Youth sports were essentially run, and I, my my focus was Putnam County, just because it, it's real life here, it's real you're, world. You're here, right? I'm here, and you know the local cheer gym got into a little situation, and I had been praying and praying and praying, and and so the cheer gym gets in a situation, and I didn't know the owner at all, um, but our paths kind of crossed, and. You know, he got into a little situation. I just asked him a couple questions and, you know, just kind of kept praying for the situation. And um, the very next day he calls and says, hey, would you be interested in purchasing the gym? And I I called my wife and I was like, Caitlin, we got to buy the gym. <laughs> I was like, "We, you know, this is this is my chance, my chance. So, you know, for like a month, Sam, we sit there and argued and Caitlin cried and it was tough. It was tough, but literally I just felt like, this was this was the Lord speaking like, hey, you need you need to purchase this gym. This is your chance. And of all things, it just happened to be cheerly. Here I am praying about baseball and golf um, and basketball um, and these sports. Never in my life did I think I would be sitting here talking to you about, you know, cheerleading. But here we are. And Jovi was a big part of cheerleading. And 
what I was witnessing when I went to watch Jovi get a new skill, I know I wasn't in the gym much. I normally had Bram at the ball field or sure. their golf course or, you know, Caitlin always took Jovi. But what I realized was that, hey, these kids, these kids need somebody too. And it just felt like, hey, I need to purchase this gym. So Caitlin and I, you know, about a month later, um, a few weeks later, we got everything worked out and we purchased um, – what was the local gym here? We rebranded the thing. Um, we just bought the equipment. We rebranded it, and we started over, and, we, you know, we're mid-10 athletics right now. And um, hopefully, you know, we are changing the culture and the dynamic of cheerleading in Putnam County. And in, and for that part, you know, the Upper Cumberland, because we do have a lot of kids now attending the gym from other counties. Okay, so let's – man, that's interesting. So you, you run into the guy – is there a thought process in your mind at that time or an inclination that um, he, he, you know, he may drop that question to you or are you just talking and, you know, trying to help him out, figure something out, do you talk to him, whatever? Yeah, it was, it was just a conversation, you know, like asking about the kids. Um, it was essentially that. Um, he kind of mentioned that he would have to sell and I didn't really – go into detail with it and then like i said the next day he calls and and he says hey man i i got a sale are you interested and i literally you know started you know hey let's try to work it out um i feel like this is my calling so that went on and like i said for a few weeks and then we finally worked out all the legal matters and um you know, negotiations and whatnot. And so a couple weeks later, a few weeks later, we end up purchasing, uh, purchasing the equipment. And like I said, starting over. So basically as soon as he said it, you, you kind of something, you know, flipped in you that you realized, Hey, this, this is what you've been asking for. So, you know, they say the Lord works in mysterious ways. Mm-hmm. There's a good example of that. So you just knew it as soon as he asked it. Yeah. I mean, like it just come over me. I remember calling Caitlin. I got in the car and I called Caitlin instantly and I'm like, we're buying the gym. Um, <laughs> and she was like, yeah, no, we're not. And she tried for about a month, uh, say three weeks. Um, she was like, we're not buying this gym. We're not buying this gym. And I was like, no, honey, we're buying the gym. Um, finally, she jumped on board. Um, so, you know, I think we're we're making positive strides. Um we're just trying to change, like I said, the culture. I, I saw that there was a issue there. So her reluctance probably was, you're already busy enough. We've got two kids that we're having to follow around everywhere. You know, the, I think everybody is just crazy busy nowadays. That, that's, you know, with work and family and all the things that you got to do, everybody's just busy. So fitting that in, you know, another, you know, an ownership of, of a business, you know, is... I can see where she's coming from with as busy as you guys are anyway. And then her job, you know, on top of that. So talk a little bit about that conversation. Yeah, that was, that was the, the, the deal. I won't say it was the deal breaker, but that, you know, here I am coaching, helping coach soccer. Here I am coaching, helping coach baseball. Um, yeah, you're right. We're <laughs> running a business takes a lot of time. Um, Caitlin's like, where are we going to come up with that? You know, they don't make any more time. So, um, right. It was it was a tough conversa- uh, conversation. You know, Caitlin had owned her own business before. We knew what was kind of involved. Um, I wanted to really get back into sports just in my career just to give back and kind of give some of my knowledge on coaching and, you know, just life experiences with the kids. 
I felt like it was needed in, like I said, all of sports um, in Putnam County. Um, it just so happened that, you know, we're starting in cheerleading and hopefully, you know, later on in life we'll be able to expand into to other sports and, and hopefully change the culture and dynamic there. I've never had a cheerleader, so my little girl is not a cheerleader. She play volleyball, so different area, same type of situation, you know, AU you go from a season in high school to, or middle school even, um, you know, to a winter season or off season where you're, you're traveling around, you're going to different cities and hotels and all of that, which is, is a lot of fun, you know, along the way for parents and the kids, but a lot of time. So the experience that your wife brought to the equation probably is what was telling her, you know, the back of her mind in the beginning is I've done this before. I've, I've had a business. I know what it's like. And that's probably the reluctance that she had because she know how she knows how that works. But after you guys really talked about it, and it, it's not like you're buying a non-successful business. I, I'm, I don't know a lot about cheerleading. I don't know what happened to the previous guy or anything about that because I'm just not into that arena. But uh, I know that cheerleading is very popular in this area all around the mid state and, you know, uh, the upper Cumberland, especially, and and you knew it had to be a venture that that could be good. Yeah, I mean, it was. Um, he had a very good business, um, but you know, he got into a little bit of a situation, and we decided to purchase. Um, and when we did, you know, my will started turning on how to, <laughs> like you said, how to make this boom your marketing side started right. kicking in huh? and caitlin's did and caitlin works in that field pretty much daily um so you know we're working on it yeah awesome we're talking with barrett stickley the owner of mid 10 athletics we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back hey welcome back to local matter sports this is your host sam brooks again got barrett stickley here today talking about mid 10 athletics i'm Looking at the Facebook page right now, uh, Barrett, you guys have done a pretty good job with that social media and categorizing what the offerings are there and uh, showing some highlights, you know, basically what your clients are, are doing, you know, at, at your gym. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, someone walks into the gym and maybe they're a cheerleader at one of the schools or want to be, you know, you said three years old, that that's the ability to start them out really young. So you've got to have good teachers. You got to have uh, good folks over there that, you know, you got to do background checks and, you know, all the things that uh, will allow someone like that to work with small children. So that's a lot, you know, that's a lot to do and a lot to manage. So, you know, first of all, what are you looking in for in someone who's going to work in your gym? Well, you know, we, we go back to purchasing this whole thing. When I, when Kayla and I walked through the door, there was zero staff and there was one kid in the computer system. Um, and I use that reverence a lot. And that was my daughter. Um, so essentially, you know, MTA was built from nothing from the bottom. We brainstorm a couple people. We come up, you know, with a name, kind of had a vision for the name of kind of what I wanted to name it. And then, you know, literally just networking. Hey, do you know anything about cheerleading? Who knows something, you know, and literally networking. And like you said, God works in mysterious ways. Like one, one door, one door opened, a whole bunch opened. I got into contact with some people with just crazy amounts of knowledge over cheerleading um, that really started hearing my story, listening to what I had to say and said, hey, I want to be a part of that. They saw our vision when speaking, you know, to them and 
they said, Hey, let's help. What can we do to help? And, um, here we go. We, we start in and we build a staff. Um, we build an advisory committee. Um, and we, your main focus is, you know, to move kids' lives in a positive direction. And really that's, that's what it is, is we're trying to move kids in a positive direction. So, you know, Amy Jared, um, who is very knowledgeable in the cheer sport, um, I don't know, 30 plus years, owned her own gym, you know, collegiate coach, still very active. She was retired, but I drug her out of retirement. Very thankful <laughs> for her. But she, she, you know, she has her own curriculum. We kind of follow that. Um, she's been a lifesaver, you know, with questioning and cause I really didn't know a lot about cheerleading. Sure. Um, so she's, she's like me. I wouldn't either. (laughs) She's been very helpful to Caitlin and I, um, we've had a lot of people that have been helpful. Um, but Amy kind of said, Hey, I've got a curriculum. We'll follow it. She helps with the staff, helps with the staff training. And, and here we go. Um, we're trying to build a program. And before we know it, you know, we've got kids from all over the surrounding counties moving, um, to the gym. Um, wanting to come in and get better. And literally, Sam, we're working on both the mental aspect and physical aspect of cheerleading um, and trying to change the culture into a positive direction. It's got to be exciting. And, you know, I, I, I told you I don't know a lot about cheerleading, but I have been in a gym and I have been on a gymnastics floor. And I was taught uh, back at, at the end of high school, I was taught how to do a, a back tuck and a front tuck because I wanted to do it when I scored a touchdown. Right. So I spent some time, and I got to throw some credit out, Angie Edgington. Okay. okay. <laughs> Susan yep. Dyer. Okay. But I spent some time in the gym with them. They taught me how to do it. I saw a guy from Eastern mm-hmm. Kentucky, the running back there. I came in, Harris, Roy Harris, do it, and I had to do it. Right, right. But uh, it's not it's not easy. I mean, when and you see the Olympics and you see what these these athletes are doing on there, and they make it look easy. But I don't think people realize when they do the floor routine, how high they're actually getting and, you know, what's involved with doing some of the, the, the tumbles that they are. And cheerleaders now, you know, I guess back in the day they didn't do that much tumbling. But now it's a competition within itself. The games that you go see are just something they do at the school. The real motivation and what they want to do is go to those competitions and do well there. There's, there's a, a kind of a a side that people don't get to see a lot from cheerleaders. And the question years ago, seven years ago, was, is it an athletic sport? Right. Well, go to a competition. Right. I think you'll see that. Right. Yeah. Um, last year was kind of Jovi's first year of competitive cheer. And I can, you know, I made a pact, you know, with my family. Hey, I won't miss, unless obviously we're overlapping, I won't miss a sporting event. It doesn't matter what's involved. I'll be at the sporting event. So <laughs> I can remember thinking what's this first cheerleading experience going to be like um for just us as a family and wow you want to talk about people getting excited these kids these moms and dads they bring it and these competitions they're you know they're two to three minutes long the routines but man they leave it all on the floor and they get pumped up and it is it's actually really exciting to watch. Um, I enjoyed going to them, just seeing that side of it. And and now I get to see it on the ownership side um, and to see the time and the effort that these kids put in to evolving their skills. It's just, it's, it's crazy. Well, I mean, to the nth degree, it is a sport and, and what they do is incredible. And I'm, I'm looking at the Facebook now and I'm, I'm seeing a ring of the bell. What is that? So that's kind of a thing in all cheer gyms. Like, so when you get a new skill, um, it doesn't matter if you're three years old, you know, you get a cartwheel. 
Um, you get a front roll. You get you get a new skill. You get to go ring that bell, um, and that will bring excitement to the gym. Um, you get everybody to cheer for you um, for getting that new skill. So it's something we brought back. Um, it's kind of new to our gym. Um, obviously, everything we're only you know we're a couple months into this, but um, we brought the ringing of the bell back, and it's it's been a big hit. So I let me let me preface this so I can get it in my head. So I, I'm wanting to do a back tuck. I'm learning to do a back tuck. The point that I do that, I execute that the way it's supposed to be done. I'm gonna run over there and I'm gonna ring that bell, and everybody in the gym will shut down and do what? They start clapping and yelling, screaming. That's awesome. It's great. It's a great experience. That is awesome. That's awesome. So I'm looking at uh, one of your ads here. Join us at Mid Ten Athletics for an aerial clinic. Right. So you got Tyler Bacon. That was back on January 21st. Mm-hmm. So you're throwing out the advertise. So it's not just something that you sign up for uh, to go twice a week or three times a week, but you got events that they can come in anytime they want to. So theoretically, if someone was in town visiting and they saw this, they could pop over there, pay the $40 and, and go to town. Right. Um, we have people, you, there's no, there's nothing that says you have to be, you know, exclusive to uh, Mid-10 Athletics to sign up for those clinics. They're essentially open for everyone. Whoever would like to come, if they would like to learn that skill, obviously it's there. We have our elite instructors um, teaching those classes, um, so they're very experienced. It's literally open. It's open to anyone. Um, we have a good time. We have a lot of fun. I think that would be the, the biggest thing you'll you'll hear is the environment's fun at MTA. Um but we're focused on getting, like you said, new skills, being able to ring that bell, um, being able to mentally um, excel in whatever we're trying to do. Um, we're working on that mindset. You know, we use the word like-minded um, at our gym, and we try to get everyone to be like-minded because if we have like-minded people, the, the goal's pretty easy. Looks like you got a, a lot of room uh, in the gym. And uh, location, logistics, where are you located at? We're located at 1500 uh, Interstate Drive, so we're right beside the John Deere dealership. Gotcha. And, you know, we've, we've got a good building, um, but we're growing, and we need a bigger building, uh, which is which is crazy. Um, we're, we really need to expand into a larger facility. Um the sign-up rate, um, the people attending classes, um, we could just we could benefit from a bigger facility currently. Yeah, and I'm looking at another ad uh, just to kind of give folks a, an idea that may be as dumb as I am as far as cheerleading is concerned. Um, Thursday class this week, four to five is beginner two, five to six preschool, six to seven advanced two and tiny tumble, seven to eight elite tumble and partner stunts. So you got a whole afternoon you know, after school, right? that they can come in there. Now, when we get to summer, does that schedule change, having days open, or does it stay? Does the schedule will be the same at night. Now, what we'll start doing is um, we'll start doing clinics and camps and, um, you know, focusing on getting kids in the gym that want to learn. Um, obviously, during the summer, um, we got a little bit more free time, so we'll be open more during, during day hours during the summer. But, no, the class schedule stays the same. Um, we try to offer as many classes as we can to accommodate people's schedules. Because like you said earlier, everybody's busy. Um, so we try to find time to accommodate everyone. Um, we will alter our schedule as more people sign up. And, and that's kind of the focus right now is um, enrollment is really strong. 
Um, and so we're having to accommodate that by adding new classes, new schedules, new instructors. So um, we are doing that. I know a lot of people have called, but, you know, we're $65 a month. Um, that's a class once a month, you know, allows you to come in, train with one of the instructors, and then, um, you know, and go on um, with life that way. Then you have open gym. So I, I would think anybody, you know, 10 bucks, five to seven, two hours, come in there, pay 10 bucks, go to town. Yeah. I mean, it's literally wide open. We'll find room for you. A lot of people just want to come in and work on one particular skill. Um, say they're trying to master it so they can go ring that bell. Um, they want to come to open gym to try to get a little bit better, use the trampoline, use the equipment. We'll allow them to do that. Um, $10, you know, and stay there and hopefully, you know, try to master the skill. Last thing I see, pretty interesting to me, New Year's Eve clinic. Cheer, tumble, stunt, December 31st, 9 to 1. How'd that go? $50 a pop. How'd that go? It went really well. We uh, maxed out on participants of what, you know, you got to cap it at somewhere. Sure. We maxed out. Man, it was a good time. Um, fellowship was great. Kids were great. The instruction was great. We just had a big time. Um, we're thankful for those people who put put that clinic on. But, yeah, we're we're just trying to do big things in the community and, and change the, the kids' culture. Well, we, we appreciate you uh, in the community. I appreciate that you had a calling for this and you realized it. How many people, uh, you know, pray for something like that and maybe don't realize it or it don't happen or or something like that. So congrats to you and Caitlin and the family for doing that. And I wish you a lot of luck. It sounds like you, you're probably going to have to be looking for another gym here pretty soon. So right. that's a that's a very good problem to have. And, uh, you know, just keep the faith, Barrett. Keep working yeah. hard. And I'm sure things are going to work out. And I, I appreciate what you're doing for these kids because if, if they're doing this, they're not doing other things that they could be doing that may not be as good. And, right. and, and it'd be really nice for them to be able to learn. And, and you're learning structure. You're learning uh uh, teamwork, you're learning, uh, learning leadership, which are all going to be skills that they use later on in life. So, you, you know, they're having fun and you're teaching along the way. So that's awesome. So congratulations to you Thank guys. You. We didn't say a word about golf. I know, right. For the first time ever. Right. So I didn't know we could go 30 minutes and do that. I but, know. Uh, appreciate you coming on the show and we'll have you back and check in well, on you, you a little bit later, man. Thank have you. Have a good having. one. Yep. Thanks for joining Local Matter Sports. This is your host, Sam Brooks. We'll see you next time.